Hey guys, welcome back to episode four of our Whiskey Throttle Media Off-Road Rhetoric Series. We're here today with Factory KTM's Mateo Oliveira. What's going on, Mateo? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Oh, can't complain. Excited to talk to you today, diving in more on the off-road side of things. So I'm excited to get you guys some exposure and that those series some exposure. So for those who aren't familiar with you and uh, your background, just give us a little bio on yourself. Yeah, I'm Mateo Oliveira from Hollister, California. I started riding when I was about two years old and from NorCal racing in the woods. So it's quite a bit different than the stuff I race now, but grew up racing the local District 36 stuff in Northern California. Then kind of dabbled around with everything, a little bit of moto, flat track and fairground races and everything. And then um, got our eyes set on off-roads when we were about like eight years old and then just been at it ever since i've just been living the dream trying to make a career out of racing dirt bikes and off-road and just having fun racing with my uh my family and my brother it's been a been a good time yeah you mentioned racing with your brother so your brother how old are you and and your brother races for the same team uh factory ktm and and you guys are doing similar races off-road wise right Right. I'm, I'm 21. He's 23. So two year age gap. And then for the longest time, we always raced the two same series together. I raced works and grand works and grand prix. And then he did the same or whatever we were doing. But this year, I, my first year on the FMF Red Bull KTM team, they kind of tried to split us up a little bit to cover more ground with the riders. So we're a little bit separated this year. One series we do together, and then our secondary series we are doing separate, but still cool, still traveling to a lot of races together and just uh, nipping out his heels trying to get him. <laughs> right, no, for sure. So growing up in Hollister, raced that track up there, Hollister Hills. I, I don't know if they still have the moto track there. They still operate it. Did you ride there a lot, or were you just more of like the woods guy doing the back road stuff? No, we... um. The GP track for the longest time, a guy that we grew up training with and actually like, pretty much taught me how to ride like every Thursday or Saturday for like ran open practices there when I was like on super mini. So I have um, quite a bit of time around that track, but the last couple years, it's been a little stale with people putting on events out there, which is a huge bummer because it's a pretty like unreal track and around us, there's not many like national caliber tracks. So when that one one's open, it's like one of my favorites to get out to. But um, when I, when we were younger, we did like everything: woods, moto, enduro, flat track. My parents really put us out there and everything. And I think it's perfect for off road racing and Grand Prix because it's you have to be super versatile. It's like we start on a moto track and then go and do this stuff out in the tree. So from a young age, I've kind of kind of done it all, all of it. Yeah, and I always remember that track being really cool. You know, there's lots of trees and just the area was really nice. Uh, I've only been up there a few times, but I remember that area being being pretty nice and the track being pretty cool. Um, what is there to do up there in Hollister when you guys were growing up? Were you just strictly moto kids? You know, did you guys play any other sports or what did you guys do up there? Um, when we were really long, it started out with like t-ball and everything, but then it got to that point where it was like you got to pick between the two, like racing or uh, or t-ball whatever it was because there's i have five siblings so there's a lot going on and chasing two sports with all of us is kind of a little much for our parents but um 
Hollister's, it's pretty like small town vibes kind of, I would say. Just um, we've been full moto like ever since we started. We kind of haven't done branched out to too many things, but we live out in the country kind of, and it's just eat, sleep, breathe moto. Yeah, that is cool. And and did you guys go to public school growing up? Did you guys switch to homeschool for riding or were you guys, did you guys do the public school school route? Yeah, we were public school all the way till um, we graduated high school. My parents always, my mom was super big into, she said she would read like articles of like past professional athletes and them regretting not going to school or something. So she really wanted to give us that opportunity to go and uh, try out school and everything, be around it all. Yeah. And I think obviously I'm sure when you were writing, you're probably begging it to uh, go homeschool just yeah. to have more time. But I think maybe looking back later on, you'll, you'll see her point of view, right? You only get to do that one time, that experience or whatever, but, um, but I'm sure uh, on the flip side that you guys were probably pretty adamant about trying to get to homeschool. <laughs> no, for sure. All we were, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I could just be riding right now, you know, like a little bit better during the school time, but I t- um, totally understand where she was coming from. Give us a little bit more social skills, kind of, and uh, not so much stuck in our shell, Maybe, hopefully. Right on. And before we dive into more of the moto side, I have these would you rather questions, and they're just, there's a few questions that are fun and just to get to know you a little bit more personally. So I'll ask the first right. one um, Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Damn, I think I would say live the lot, win the lottery and, uh, make that one lifetime just that much better. I would agree with that. You can do the things you want and live the life that you want, right? <laughs> right. They say money can't buy happiness, but that can make you happy. So I don't I don't know about that one. I, I would like to uh, test that theory, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now that you're 21, so now you're an adult, um, but would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult your whole life if you were able to choose one? I don't know. I guess be 21, you know, you're kind of held back from a couple things until you turn 21. So I say being over the age of 21, be an adult. Yeah. I think that's a good like age, it. right? You're not, you're not a kid per se, but I mean, you're not far from it. And then, but you're also an adult at the same time. So that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good age. And uh, you know, then you get to 35 where I'm at and you're like, you'd wish you can be 21 all over again. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I wanted to, I just turned 21 like two months ago. And for the longest time, I was like, man, I want to turn 21. And then it finally came and I didn't even do anything with it. I just kicked the feet up and had some, <laughs> just kicked it. <laughs> yeah. And don't blink, dude. You'll be, you'll be 30 before you know it. So enjoy it. Would you rather explore space or the ocean? I think the ocean, the, it's just a black sky. I think that kind of freaked me out. Yeah. And I, for me, the ocean freaks me out because I, you just never know what's down there. So I'd take my chances in space, but both pretty interesting to say the least. Right. And then last one, would you rather travel back in time or travel to the future? I think back in time with the way the world's going and everything. I don't know if I want to see how far into the future, what it's going to look like. So maybe uh, back in time, do some back in the Western times, some draws and everything thinking ahead 30 40 50 year that yeah it um it might be really interesting so we'll see right it's looking it's looking scary <laughs> yeah i guess we'll just stick to mo- uh, dirt bikes and just focus on what we can do right yeah for sure um if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be 
probably like spaghetti and meatballs or something, or just like street tacos. I feel like those two never go old. Yeah, and are you able uh, to eat those types of foods with with the program that you're on? I know for off road, you guys are right. You know, your races are hour and a half or two hours, and so you guys need a lot of energy. So you probably can't be on the same type of diet as the moto guys. But what is your training program and diet structure look like is it pretty strict or is it pretty loose with the type of riding you guys do um eating wise and everything i don't have a like a diet per se but i just try to eat the best qualities and um of like meats and vegetables i can but i um since i started with ktm i started working with jared brecker of reevolve fitness he's the west coast ktm off-road trainer so besides like eating everything i'm on a super pretty serious program i would say with just from like day to day with the training program but joe he's super cool with he doesn't really believe in a diet per se for everybody because everyone's body's different and the foods they like tend to from their depending on where their ancestors were from he says like if they're like a lot of fish or whatever but um i kind of eat whatever i want and then just try to eat the best qualities yeah and those races that you guys are doing are really long and you've been doing it for a while now. How long have you been doing the works in NGPC series? You said you've been riding woods and stuff for a long time, but when did you guys make the switch switch over to those off-road series and how long you've been doing it? I want to say around 2018, 2019, we made the transition over the works racing. And that was from, we were just doing the district 36 stuff. And then the Western hair scrambles, which is what my brother's racing right now. We grew up doing those for probably like the first, like until I was on super minis, I would say. And then there wasn't much throat. It's pretty small how it is, as it is like for support rise, wanting to get on a team to make like a career out of this. So my mom is always on the, on the web, just searching around and figuring stuff out. And she was able to see like work tracing, Taylor Roberts raced them and KTM had their sprinter van out there. They had Husqvarna had a factory team and they realized that's where we had to go. There wasn't really anyone like PR racing the Western stuff. So the competition really wasn't there for the sponsors to get it per se. But um, we made that transition over and pretty cool that my mom knew that we had to do that. Cause I think if she didn't, we'd still just be a, uh, either working like a normal desk job or construction or just racing for fun because still the support in those hair scrambles and everything isn't really like it is in the Grand Prix and works. But um, we made that transition over and then not too long after that, we were able to get on a support team racing the work stuff. And then the Grand Prix started picking picking up steam and uh, we realized we had to start doing those as well. So around like 19 we made the full jump into to do grand prix with the work series and then yeah we've just been smashing them hard winning races like finally started winning races i would say like three years ago racing them so we're still compared to some of the people that we race against we're still pretty fresh into them i would say as well like um people like trevor stewart and a couple other guys have been racing them like their whole lives yeah you know and those those off-road Grand Prix and the work series, they, they've been getting support for quite a while. So that's cool that your mom scoped that out, you know, in comparison to those hair scrambles and stuff like that. Um, what would you say the biggest difference is from racing a hair scramble to moving over to the Grand Prix and the work series? 
I would say just the the intensity, the Grand Prix and the work stuff is pretty like motocross influenced. So we start on the gate most of the times, and then the first part of the tracks most of the time a moto track, and then we do like three three to four miles out in the desert. But from I care scrambles, you're pacing yourself like pace, 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 and then the last hour and a half, you're like, all right, let's like go for it or something. But the Grand Prix is like from when you start, it's only an hour and a half race and sometimes like 10 minute lap time. So that could feel like it goes by like shorter than a 30 minute moto sometimes. And you're just fully on it the whole time. It seems like even in the last couple of years, the pace has just been getting higher and higher and no one's really wanting to back down, but just the, um, the higher pace, the intensity is a lot higher compared to like the hair scrambles are more of like a trail ride, the intensity and everyone out there, I think just has a little bit more raw, raw skill on a dirt bike. Yeah, and you would think from the outside looking in, you know, these hour and a half races, you're like, oh, you can just settle into a pace and conserve some energy, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. People are just sprinting right off the bat, and if you're not going with them, you're getting left behind. So a lot different than what you would think in a long race would actually be the strategy. Right. Yeah, I know. I've kind of been falling to that this year. These guys, they pin it from the beginning, and my first year on the 450, it's been tough trying to just give it everything and hold on to that thing, but it's been a good learning experience. Yeah, and so you just recently moved up to the 450 Pro class last year and previous years you were in the 250 Pro class and you won some championships. Were you excited to make that jump? Has it been tougher than you thought or is it everything you thought it would be? And what's been the biggest challenge from moving from the 250 to the 450 off-road? I think it's definitely been tougher than what I expected and was going to, like results-wise, what I thought it was going to be. But I think the biggest change is just learning to like um get my butt kicked again you know last year i won like a lot of races and i was the the guy to beat and this year i'm like just trying to hang in there and trying to beat the guy so just mentally trying to keep myself composed and know that we're just getting started again almost it's like restarting racing from just learning everything all over again learning the bike and uh myself fitness wise a whole new ball game to go an hour and a half or two hours at that pace on a 450 but um yeah I had a lot, pretty high expectations coming into this year but I I would say I'm always like that I'm always wanting to do good but after I had a super good series in the 250 class I won a lot of races so coming in to the 450 class I knew it was going to be tough but it was like hard for myself to set like oh expectations to be like it's okay to go out there and get a top five or have a bad result it's like it's all right we're just learning and to keep pushing through that's been the hardest thing is just getting bad results and like staying knowing that you're you still have the speed like getting knocked down but it being all right it's just new learning experience the class is a lot harder and the speeds are a lot a lot faster and just to put it all together it's been frustrating but i've been liking it a lot yeah there's a lot of top guys in there i mean one of the top guys, your brother, yeah, he's been winning a lot over the past couple of years. So are you training a lot with him? So do you know what that pace is and, and can you hang with him during the week? Or are you starting to catch up to him a little bit? And how is it riding with him knowing that, you know, that's the level that you need to be at to, to be battling for wins? Yeah, we're pretty much on the same program. We work with the same guy. Some days here or there are, are a little bit different, but that's been one of the most annoying things when I'm back home, I'm like, close with my brother if not some days like we're throwing down the same times. I mean everyone has their days and whatnot but 
I'm pretty close. And then we get to the race and he's just kicking my ass. I'm like, what <laughs> the heck is going on here, man? I'm like rolling around in second place and he's winning three minutes ahead of me. I'm like, come on. But he's the man. Dante's um, here right now. He's freaking crushing it and he's just in his zone. But I'm trying to get there. I'm some days I'm super close, like even at the race weekend, like practice days. And then when racing comes around, I'm like, not there. I'm like, what the heck? It's almost like, I feel like I've watched a lot of like the Husqvarna grit and grind videos that just came out mm-hmm. and Christian Craig, like everyone's talking about how like in practice, he can win a main event. And then on the race day, he just doesn't show up. So it's kind of, I think, um, kind of the same situation almost. Yeah. I could, you know, mental block where it, you have the speed, it's just putting it all together. And then, but usually what happens is right. You, once you put it together once and it clicks, you're like, okay, yeah, I could do this again. Or, you know what that feeling's like. So I'm sure it'll come around and it's your first year in the 450 class, you know, growing pains with everything, new bike, um, trying to hold on to that yeah. 450 for an hour and a half or two hours, is probably a lot different than a 250, um, with, where you think right off the bat, you'd go faster, but it's, it's a lot more to handle than a 250. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I definitely, I learned that real quick. My first couple of weeks on that 450, I was like, man, I got to respect this girl or she's going to throw me down. Right. I know it's two fifties are fun and you can throw them around and then 450 you're, you're pretty much along for the ride for the most part. So I'm a, I'm 145 pounds. So I'm definitely a, I'm the passenger on that big beast right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Need to eat some Chipotle burritos and put some pounds on or something. I know I've been trying. We've been trying. And speaking of your brother, what was cool that we saw him and Ryan Surratt race the first round of the outdoors at Paula. I think that's cool. And you guys jump into the off-road guys, jump into moto and show, you know, the speed that they have. And I know your brother had some falls and things like that. I think he was missing a front fender at some point, but he qualified, <laughs> he qualified really good. And I mean, I think that's cool to get some exposure because unless you're in the off-road side, people don't really see the series and know that how good some of these guys really are. So it's cool when they jump in and, and do those outdoor races. Right. You got not really any races televised off-road wise. I mean, GNTC does a little bit, but you can only see so much. And I thought it was really good just and for both of us show the speed and how much faster we can go. Just another learning curve and picking up on the things that the motor guys are doing and that makes them so good and so fast. And that true, the exposure thing, just putting his name out there is it was only positives from him racing that race. And he had a, he said he had a good time. Yeah. And is that something that you thought about jumping into for fun, just something to do and see how you stack up? Is that, or and more of the off-road guys, you guys talked about doing some one-off races like that? I was talking about my brother with this, like moto and stuff. I don't got like that bug to go and race an outdoor yet. I think like a couple of years, I'm sure come to me after I've been doing the stuff, the Grand Prix stuff and everything for a couple more years. But I just like, I don't got like that itch yet. I'm like, Ooh, I just want to get out there. But, um, like Dante was like, Ooh, I just want to go do an outdoor. Like I want to get on that 40 man gate and the pressure and everything of uh 40 guys going into one turn. It's no joke, but, um, I'm sure one day I'll get that itch, but there were a lot of Grand Prix. I know Trevor Stewart were supposed to go and do Hangtown, but he got hurt. And then I think Justin Hoft was going to go do one as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's just better for us because they, they go fast and it's just putting our, putting our names out there more. Yeah. And I wish they would have done a little bit more coverage showing those guys. I mean, obviously your brother is a champion and, and 
you know, there was some mention about, you know, leading up to the race about him racing. And I was excited to see how he'd do the same with Ryan. It would have been cool if they would put together a little segment on there, just, just showing those guys and showing, Hey, these guys are from off-road. They're jumping in a moto. Cause you, right. you know, on the off-road side, you have a lot of moto guys and you have you, you and your brother that came from the woods and then some of the other guys from strictly desert racing. So there's a lot of different types of riders in, in these off-road series now yeah. where um, you guys all come together and, and all bring your own riding style to it. Right. I know we got a couple of guys from the moto. They freaking throw down such a blistering pace from the beginning and then kind of maybe peter out towards the end. And then there's a guy like from the Heron Hounds that races three hours that's a little bit more mellow in the beginning, but then they're, they're strong at the end. And then me and my brother that feel like we've been racing this style racing for a while now. And we got it pretty he's got it down i'm still learning this 450 class but um quite a bit polar opposites as well as like riding styles in the grand prix for sure and i enjoy those races the works and the grand prix from a turnout standpoint there's a lot of people a lot of families they're big events and if people haven't seen them and go to them i mean there's just a lot of people that are camping and enjoying themselves what do you what do you guys enjoy most about those off-road races the grand prix and the work series I would say from coming from Harris Scrambles, I really enjoy that you can show up, do practice Friday, Saturday, and then come race time. It's like everyone knows the track. There's no BS and like bikes dialed, like everyone's just ready to go come Sunday as well. Hair Scrambles, you just bike the track or walk it and you don't have a complete feel for it or your bike and you kind of like take the first hour to feel everything out. But like Grand Prix and work, it's it's a battle from the start and I really enjoy that aspect of it. And it seems like the atmosphere is pretty light, all the riders, right? You guys obviously want to go out there and get good results, but it seems like a pretty laid back, laid back event. And, you know, there is a lot of support from teams out there. You know, you guys are on the KTM team and you have the beta factory team. You have SLR Honda, Rockstar Husky. I mean, there's a lot of different teams out there. So there's a lot of support for you guys out there to do these races. Yeah, especially these last couple of years, Grand Prix has been putting, I feel, a super big push and their series has been growing super big. So excited to see where that goes the next couple of years if they keep on pushing. Hopefully they get their the live feed set up going and working well. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been cool even from when we started Grand Prix. Factory KTM wasn't doing it and Rockstar might have been doing anything. They had Dalton racing them, but Mark was there, but these last couple of years, everyone I think has been seeing the growth of the series and making a push and wanting to get into it. Yeah. And there's, you know, from a manufacturer standpoint, having you guys out there, because a lot of those events, right. We're riding the same bikes you are depending on what manufacturer you're on. So it's not just at the motor races, but these off-road races, there's thousands of people, there's bikes everywhere. And so I think it's cool that they're putting support into to those series. And like you said, the, the Grand Prix pre-series has gotten pretty big. And I know they have some plans, like you said, with that live timing. Hopefully they can get you guys back on Saturday because I don't know if you ever raced it when the pros raced on Saturday, but when I, when I used to race it back in the day, you guys would be on Saturday. So it was cool for us fans. We'd ride in the morning and then, you know, take off our gear, grab a beer and go to the fence and watch you guys race on Saturday. So that was really cool. So hopefully they get it back to the Saturday events. Yeah, I think my first year doing Grand Prix, I think they were, they were racing on Saturday. But yeah, I don't know. I think that a lot of people have been talking about that just for the like the kids being able to watch. They race Saturday morning and then a lot of them, their parents have work Monday. So they're just kind of getting out of there and they don't have the opportunity to watch the pros or whatnot. So I think that would be good. 
Yeah, and I think their reasoning was, oh, we'll put them on Sunday. Maybe people will hang around. But like you mentioned, people, most people have to go to work Monday. So come Sunday, they're loading up and getting out of there to where I think Saturday afternoon was a was a good time. People are still there camping, right? You can get the races in. People can hang out, lie in the fences and and whatnot and uh, and enjoy the racing from you guys. Right. Parents be able to have Sunday to recover from a Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm one of them. No, you wake up Sunday and you're like, oh man, I got to get out of here. <laughs> well, you know, you got everyone's there having a good time. It's super family orientated, and um, everyone's just like, feel like there's not someone walking around without a smile on their face. Yeah, I agree. And it's just a fun atmosphere again. Like I said, it reminds me of just like old school going to races. Everybody, you know, you can yeah. camp out. A lot of the, some of the venues, like when they race in Prim, they're, they're right outside of the casino. So you could stay in a hotel room there too. And it's just right there in the parking lots, the the pits and stuff like that. I just think it's, it's just an overall fun atmosphere. And for guys that I guess that are like me that are racing, you know, the 30 class, I, we get a nice track. Uh, I'm sure you guys don't always get the nicest track because you're racing in the afternoon. But for me, I'm like, man, yeah. I know I'm, I know I'm racing at 10 AM and I'm going to be done at 11. And then it, then it's over with, you're not waiting around all day for your multiple motos, you know, when your class is racing and they're pretty much on schedule. So I think they run a pretty good program overall for, for these races. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think people that um, aren't fully like photo, but they still like riding off-road wise, they get a watered track. The track's prepped both days. And I think it's a pretty like, safe environment for someone that doesn't really like to jump or anything and just wants to like, like ride for a good long duration and have some fun. Yeah. And I think if you look from the outside in, it might look intimidating, you know, it's, it's long, you're, you think desert racing or off-road racing, but like you said, you know, there's a motocross track on every track that they have, and then it expands into an off-road section. And then, and for us in the morning, the track's groomed, it's not really rough yet, it's watered. It's it's probably the best conditions that you're gonna race all weekend. And so I remember the first time I raced, yeah. I came from the moto side and I got on the track portion of it and some of the guys are racing, weren't jumping the jumps. I'm like, oh sweet, I'm gonna go right by them thinking nothing of it and then next thing you know i get to the off-road section they just blow my doors off so it's definitely fun and uh, you can see the different riding styles that come race these races right i had that same thing my first ever grand prix i was ripping the moto track and then i got out into the desert and there's some old man on a 450 freaking blowing by me his bike all geared down low like he was a desert guy he knew what he knew what he was doing yeah, dude, it's no joke. I mean, you look at, I go by one of those guys and I'm like, uh, you know, thinking, oh, never see this guy again. And then he just comes blowing by and you're like, wait, it just, it told, it just shows you the different styles and, and what people are good at. And that's, what's fun about those races is you could be good on this section of the track, but you go through a rock section or something and I'm not good at that. And I probably lose like that one in prim. I probably lost 10 seconds a lap where you guys coast through it. Like it's not even there. I'm over there just teeter tottering through thinking I'm going to, I'm going to wad myself. So it's, it's fun. And, and it's not, you know, it, you can go as fast as you want, but I think some people just looking at it might be intimidated. So if, if people haven't tried to go out there and give it a shot, it's fun. And you really get a lot of riding in compared to your five laps at, at a moto track. So the rest of this year, I know you guys are on the summer break, which is kind of nice that they give you that break in the summertime. So you're not out there in the blistering heat, even though I'm sure you guys aren't really taking a break because you guys have races coming up. What does your break look like right now? And then uh, are you just just grinding through and waiting for the next race? Or are you kind of taking some time off and refreshing yourself? I was going to grind out through the summer, no racing, just like practicing, trying to get better. But 
last weekend I unloaded the van with my brother and it was a Thursday and he does those Western hair scrambles. So he was getting ready to take off to a race. And he's like, why don't you just come with me and race? So I loaded up my practice bike and then I kind of got that, like that bug. I was like, I should just race throughout the summer, you know, freaking keep it going and um, get those, have those race, those pre-race jitters, just keeping them coming. So I went and did that. I went and did a hair scramble last weekend. I'm in forever. And it was super dusty racing with my brother and I whole shot it and I was able to, I went it, but there was, um, some penalties that happened, I ended up second, but I think I'm going to try and race throughout the summer, try to do some local moto and then trying to improve, but definitely just keeping at it. Just got to figure some, some things out, trying to get better with the, the bike and with myself. Yeah, and your brother will be here soon when you put it to him or if you're hanging with him at the works or off Grand Prix series, he's going to be like, man, little brother, here he comes. Because it's it seems like it's inevitable, right? Little brother's going to get him eventually. I'm sure he doesn't want that to happen, but it, it should be fun and interesting. Yeah, there might be a, might be some quiet car rides coming up soon. <laughs> I know. That, that was we're, a... um, Dante, we're pretty good with each other. We're, um, we're good friends, and we, <laughs> I do chirp a lot and get on his nerves, but it's all fun and games at the end of the day. No, that's cool that you're both at that level and on the same team. It's It's got to be just a fun atmosphere for you and, and also your family too, uh, knowing that you guys are, you have the support and you're both doing what you guys, what you guys want to do. So that's awesome. So the rest of this year, you'll finish out the works in, in the Grand Prix series with KTM. What does 24 look like for you? Are you locked in with them to do the same series next year or is that too early to tell? Or what, what are your, what are your hopes for 2024? I don't know what I'll be racing yet, but I I'm locked in with um, KTM for another year. And then I'm sure I'll be racing Grand Prix. I don't know what they'll be having me do second series wise. I hope I race works. I really like the, um, the people that put on the race series and the promoters. I have a lot of fun out there. But uh, other than that, I'm not too worried where they put me. I'm honestly just pretty stoked to be like my first year racing dirt bikes as a career almost. And just keeping that going and taking all that in. But yeah, I'm fortunate just to be part of this FMF Red Bull KTM team and wherever they put me, I'll, I'll put the hard hat on and, and go for it and have some fun. I agree with that. And that's cool. And I think it's awesome that you guys have that support and we're going to start covering some of these Grand Prix series on site, also doing these interviews. So I think people need to, you know, get out there and check them out. There's a lot of good guys out there. They're fun. It's a fun series. And, and hopefully you guys continue to get that exposure and that, and that support continues. And, and it just gives people another avenue to ride a dirt bike for a living, right? It's not motocross, supercross is one thing, but people ride dirt bikes for a lot of different reasons. And and this off-road scene is, is something that I think is important because it's a totally different side of the sport, but it's also a big side of the sport as well. So I hope they hope that continues to grow and you guys are able to ride your dirt bikes for a living. So, Hey man, I appreciate you doing this with us today. I wanted to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to the sponsors and the people that make it happen for you. Oh, uh, heck yeah. Thank you for having me on, having me on. I would, uh, just, uh, my parents and everyone, Jared Brecker at Reevolve Fitness and the whole FMF Red Bull KTM team for supporting me and bringing me on board this year, my mechanic B-Dog and everyone else that supported me from I'm a kid. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel like the, the window for racing motorcycles, everyone thinks it's like there's so only so many rides and supercross and motocross is all there is to make a career out of it. But there's some outside off-road series is maybe the spotlight might not be as big, but you can for sure make a living out of it and have just as good of a time.
that's and it, it, having me on. No problem, man. And you know, it might not be the glitz and glamour of the the stadiums and things like that. And you guys get dirty out there, but at the same time, it's, it is a big part of our sport. And I think it should continue to grow. And I think there's great opportunity for guys out there like you to, to ride a dirt bike for a living. So that that's awesome. So appreciate it, man. <clears throat> Enjoy your summer and yeah, man, good luck for the rest of the season and good luck in 2024. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you.